What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into Broken Now Revive Podcast. I am your host, Jossie, and I have me a very special guest on here today. My good sis. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Nayana. Hey y'all. She gotta introduce me like that. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, I got Nayana on here with me today. We are going to be discussing a great topic that I believe that will bless so many people's lives. Um, so we are going to be talking about addictions. And then I feel like it's a lot of people out there who have addictions. Um, I feel like it's them from a place, a place of brokenness. Um, we all have our different reasons on why we may have got addicted to something, right? Um, but we just want you to know you are not alone and you can be free. You do not have to stay in that same place that you're in because she is the testimony. She's the testimony today. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, so we are going to go ahead and dive right in, okay? So we just want to encourage you that you can't be free from your addictions. So, Nayana, so you have a great testimony. Um, When you look at you, you never thought that you experienced some of the things that you have experienced in life. Yeah. Um, So it's like your testimony is like mind-blowing and also inspiring. So I believe like you can connect with people who was like currently in a place that you was in to know like you can be a new creature so you have experienced addictions in your life Mm -hmm. do you mind jumping in and telling us like what caused it like what addictions did you have and like what like where did it stem from that it kind of like where it start all began okay so the addictions that I'm aware of that I had was alcoholism um, and really just being addicted to the nightlife. Um, and what I, be- well, what I know caused it was this void inside of me that wanted to be accepted. Mm. So, and, um, you know, generational curses of alcoholism that's all up and through my family everybody drinks and drinking is normal um so I seen it growing up my mom was alcoholic and I always would be like I'm not gonna drink I'm not gonna be like her look how she be acting when she get drunk I'm not doing that I'm not gonna be like this and I turned around and I just ended up exactly like her because I never understood why she drank I don't think she even understood why she drank yeah um so yeah, I believe that the 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 root was the it was a void and I I really wanted to be accepted by people. And so that's how I really fell into like the nightlife and partying and getting drunk and drinking becoming a social thing. You yeah. know, they like I'm a social drinker, but what happens when you're social every night? Mm. So you know, <laughs> you know, there's there that's not social anymore. You're yeah. alcoholic now. Okay. <laughs> Yes, that's good. And generational curses are very real. Um, And I feel like it's hard to break because it's like, like you said, you looked at that lifestyle and you was like, I dare not to be like her. But then you turned around in some way, somehow in life is still like stemmed you right into that lifestyle. Um, And sometimes we, we can't help. You know, like we can try to control what path we take. We can desire to be better. But sometimes, um, addictions just happen and, mm-hmm. you know it's like we can't be like oh well you need to stop it's easier said than done you get what I'm saying so I just feel like with addictions like you know we don't understand like when, when generational curse curses come or um what things that we have seen in life and we kind of become like the product of our environment yeah. even though we try not to be and I feel like I didn't really have this language for it when I was in it so like I didn't call myself an alcoholic. Um, when I was drinking, I just used to say, I like to get drunk. Like, I didn't ever be like, yeah, I'm addicted to alcohol. Yeah. No, I didn't think I was addicted to nothing. I thought I just was partying. I was having fun. And yeah. this is what I did. And to me, you know, I'm like, I ain't got no kids. So I'm not like my mama who, you know, she got, <laughs> she had kids and all this stuff. And I thought I was better than her. But in reality... 
lying to my whole self. Yeah. Um, and I could see that looking back now. And the vision really doesn't become clear until you are out of it and you look back and you like, bro, that one addiction caused all this stuff. Yeah. And I wasn't even aware of it. So I didn't have that language. I never would have said in addiction that I was a I was an addict. Um and even like transparently, and I feel like we're gonna get there eventually, but like transparently, I start calling myself alcoholic once I realized that alcoholism was a thing once I came to Christ. Now the enemy tried to play a trick on me and tell me that I was being religious and that I never was an alcoholic because that's not what God calls me because I'm a new creation in Christ. Okay. And so, <laughs> you know, God, you know, the enemy knows the word. So he, he'll try to play games like that. And so I'm like, I was never an alcoholic, yeah. but then my brain, this, this is how the enemy play. Okay. You wasn't an alcoholic. So that means you can drink, but remember the Bible says you can't get drunk. So you should go and drink. And yeah, <laughs> that's when I realized I was really an alcoholic for real. <laughs> it was it was once I was like, once I like convinced myself that this thing was okay. And yeah, that's yeah. when I was like, oh yeah, girl, you, you was an alcoholic. You, you can admit it now. Yeah. You can admit it. Like trying to find ways around. <laughs> like, well, you can't get drunk, but you can drink so I can still do it. You know? Like, girl, stop lying to yourself. Right. Get out of my head, devil. Yes. My, I feel like at one point as a kid, and I feel like probably up until my teenage years, my family don't know, but I feel like, y'all, it's a little embarrassing, but I feel like at one point in my life, I was, but it's not embarrassing. I was addicted to like masturbation as Mm -hmm. a kid. And that's because as a kid, you're you somebody open up the door to me to even know what that pleasure even feels like so it's like you know I got molested as a kid Mm. so it after that happened it kind of made me start every day it's like I had to masturbate Mm. and it's like I would be around somebody I would go in the bathroom and shut the door and I would go you know go in my hiding place and that's just something I had to do that it's like when I look back now it's like wow like I really was addicted it's like I don't care who I'm around I'm going to go you know mm-hmm. going to go do that but it's not something that's like oh I want to do this but it was like okay you got molested now as a kid it's like what do kids really know about you know sex you know so that to me that was like my addiction and even when I've um first met my husband like even before marriage I feel like I was kind of becoming addicted to sex (laughs) but I had to pray and really cry out and ask God to help me and I feel like it was a addiction because I feel like it's something I could not control on my own it's like this is what I want and I want to by all means like get the pleasure that I'm desiring like my flesh was you know my flesh was bigger than my spirit man at the Mm -hmm. time and I would ask God to help me in that same day I would turn around and still fornicate I was still turn around and still have sex and sometimes it was like multiple times a day and I'm like I can't keep doing this but it's like I'm keep falling into the trap and it's like okay guy you aren't gonna have to help me um so that was something I really had to break free from was like the the sex before marriage um because I feel like it was becoming like an addiction because I'm like I enjoyed it and I feel like that's where the addiction came in at because you know you you don't be addicted to something you don't enjoy hello so so yeah so when you um did struggle with like alcoholism um did you feel complete doing it you know how you say you wanted to be accepted by people like did you feel empty at the end of the day or did you like feel complete like okay I accomplished my goal okay let's okay let's be honest so okay the night will start or the morning would start it didn't even matter I have friends we all like to drink (laughs) um so it would start off feeling complete especially because I was receiving everything that I wanted so like the men were coming and I was pretty and so liquor gave me confidence and you know liquor made me feel like that girl like you couldn't (laughs) tell me I wasn't her when I was drunk like 
you're lying. I'm her <laughs> and I'm better than all of y'all. And I will slap everybody Ooh. in here. Like I'm so sick. Like that was that was the liquor courage is real. That's so funny. It's real. And so in that moment, I was so complete. And then I would go home. And if nobody was in my bed that night, because I also had an addiction to men, if nobody, well, it was really, I wanted love, but yeah. that's a whole different discussion. But if nobody's in my bed that night, then I felt empty. Yeah. Then I was like, what was that for? Yeah. You know, and then on the days where I couldn't drink and I had to face reality or the days I didn't drink and I had to face reality, the reality was I was empty and I needed something to fill me up and most of the times it was a bottle or yeah. you know a man or somebody's company or a friend or something that wasn't fulfilling at all so at the end of the day I never felt complete drinking alcohol um it was a lie you only feel complete as you're drunk in the moment yeah. having fun and then I got to a point where I didn't even enjoy it in the moment. I would be in the middle of the club like, bro, what am I doing with my life? Every time I come here, it's the same people. I'm tired of seeing y'all face. Why are we all in here? Is we all sad? Like, I really used to be in the middle of the club thinking yeah. about stuff <laughs> like that. Like, what's wrong with us? Why are we here every weekend? Man. We ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> but being the same people in the same club every weekend, getting drunk. Something wrong with all of us. I really used to be thinking about stuff like that. And, you know, that's how God able to change the heart. All he got to do is plan. The same way the enemy be planning the thought. Yeah. God be like, think about this. I'll be like, <laughs> that's a little deep right there yeah yeah so no no completion yeah not at all see the moment you said that i was like that had to be the holy spirit like just because it's like now you your mind starting to shift you like what am i doing here like why like what is we all doing like what's really going on on the inside of me that i'm in this place every single weekend so i feel like that was like definitely the holy spirit like tugging on you like hey Hey, like I'm trying to get you out of here. Let's yeah, begin to change your He'll thoughts. come get you in the club too. Don't yeah. play. God will meet you anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Right. <laughs> so is that the point that you finally broke free from it? No. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's the little start. Like, yeah. okay, now that you hear you like, okay, that was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So what made you like finally break free from it? <laughs> Um, so I think it was really like, I, God would always just plant little seeds. And the thing was, I was saved. So I had the Holy Spirit there. Like I was, I was fully accepting of Christ. And I, I think I probably got baptized in the Holy Spirit at like 16 or something. I had an experience at church, didn't know what it was. Um, but so I had the Holy Spirit and I always had the ability to hear God. And so God was always planting seeds in my life, sending people mm-hmm. to speak like into my life and not like God is saying this. No, it would just be, they would just say something and I would be like, like, it would feel weird at the moment. But when I look back, I'm like, dang, God was really trying to get my attention through people. Um, and it was just kept being little seeds planted. And then it wasn't until um, I linked with Deron. And Deron had this devotional book. I tell everybody <laughs> this story. Deron had this devotional book that he got from a witch. God mm. can use anybody. Yeah. He got the devotional book from a witch. It was about how to hear God's voice. And she gave him the Bible. Wow. Ah, <laughs> what happened in, in the pandemic? This is the year of the pandemic. I'm down to like, I'm ready to die. Like, bro, life is just life. And God is still planting seeds. I'm still, like, one thing about it, even in my sin, Jesus was my heart. Like, even in me practicing stuff that ain't had nothing to do with Jesus, I still believe that Jesus was in it. Like, you couldn't take Jesus out of my heart because I knew he was real. And so I would pray and I was watching church 
thank God for the pandemic. Right. Because church was on Facebook. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> church on Facebook <laughs> changed the game. Because now I'm tuned in. Now I'm yeah. getting convicted. Now I'm on live. I would be watching my old live. I'm cussing and stuff. But I'm like, yo, I'm really tired of seeing it. Like, I'm like, I'm watching the lives. Like, you was t- okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really tired of sinning. And I God just kept pricking my heart. And then that's when he brought Deron in. And me and Deron like realized that we were Christians. How do you realize you're a Christian? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a Christian. You like me too. I'm like, you're a Christian. <laughs> I've been knowing you all this time. I didn't know you was a Christian. <laughs> Even though I knew they went to church, I didn't know, you know, and then it was like the Holy Spirit started convicting both of us. And it's like, well, if we Christians, we can't do this. Like we should stop having sex. And that was the first thing to go. And then like, we just start diving deeper into the word and I'm reading the word and I'm reading a devotional book. And as I'm getting closer to God, not even on purpose. I just yeah. was, I, I just was, this book was so interesting because it was about hearing God's voice. And I always knew that that was a gift of mine, but nobody around me had that gift. So I didn't understand it. But for this book to be telling me God be talking, I'm like, I know I went crazy. Right. Um, and so we we just dive in deeper. And the I think it was like the first, the, the first of the year was about to come around. And I just was, oh, okay, I missed something. So I thank you, Holy Spirit. So I know why I started diving deeper into that book. I realized I had everything I wanted. I had the career I wanted. My career was about to take off. I was modeling. I was modeling for people and their clothing brands. And everybody wanted to take my picture. Everybody liked me. Everybody wanted to be around me. My social life was just flourishing. I finally got the man that I've wanted my okay, period. whole life. <laughs> Jesus, I wanted to ride my whole life. Um, and like, so everything was great. And I was like, I still feel empty. <laughs> I feel depressed. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Something's missing. Something is not right. And that's what made me start drawing deeper and deeper into Jesus and reading the Bible and that devotional book. And so once the, like, I would have experiences where I would get high and now I'm having anxiety attacks. And I'm like, God, okay, you clearly don't want me to do this. Um, and I remember being in the bathroom, mind you, Deron, my sister, her boyfriend, they ended up playing my Monopoly and one of my friends. I done left the whole room. I'm in the bathroom having anxiety attack, praying. I'm like, God, please, if you just take the high away from me, I promise you I won't smoke again. I'm, I'm done. I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of everything. I remember laying in the bed and crying, read, picking up that devotional book while I'm high, wow. reading it. And I'm like... And, and God was just working on me. He was really working on me in this time. And then it was about to be New Year's. And Deron was like, I'm going to stop smoking again. Because he had stopped, but he relapsed. And I felt like it was my fault, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was somebody else's fault. But we were smoking together, too. Not me, not me and Jossie. Me and <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, yeah, he was like, I'm going to stop smoking. And I was like, in my head, it only made sense that I would stop smoking too because ain't no way we finna be able to be together and I smoke when you don't. It's not going to work. You're like, either I'm going to drag you with me or you going to drag me with you. But somebody going to get left if I don't go with you. And so I was like, okay. He on, On January 1st, 2021, 12 a.m., Okay, he stopped hitting the blunt. I was still hitting the blind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then um, after that, it was my best friend's birthday. And I made a vow with God. I said, I'm done with everything after her birthday. I'm going to enjoy her birthday with her. And after her birthday, I'm not smoking no more. I'm not drinking no more. And I'm not going out. I'm done with this life. And I'm over it. I'm tired of it. It's not even fun no more. Um, and I feel you like I feel you calling me to you like I can't do this anymore and 
on the day after her birthday, I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I think I, I smoked again with my sister. I tried to smoke again with my sister. My best friend's birthday is January 10th. I tried to smoke again with my sister January 27th. I felt so convicted and I had such bad anxiety. It made me never want to smoke again. I did again though on June 5th. I mean, <laughs> for my birthday, we went to Colorado. But you know, it's it's a it's it, it happens, you know, you yeah. fall and you gotta get back up. Yeah. And I haven't smoked since my birthday 2021. And we're gonna talk about when I drank again, but I didn't drink from my best friend's birthday, which was um January 10th, 2021. I didn't have a hard I, I never drank nothing hard after. Nope, I drank in Colorado too. So it's like it it this this walk is ghetto. She go yeah, we gonna get there. <laughs> we gonna get there. But this walk is ghetto. Yeah, you're going to fall. <laughs> get back up. Yes, don't fall and be high up. Well, I'm down here. <laughs> uh, get your tail back up and let's keep walking. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I stopped drinking. And um, I've had probably two falls, but I never stayed in it. I never stayed in it. Yeah. I always got back up. Yes. That was so powerful. <laughs> the The part that's powerful is you looking back and you talking about it. And it's like, I can see God in each moment. Yeah. And it started with like the mind, like your mind starting to change. And you're not even knowing this guy. You're just thinking like, oh, well, like, what am I doing? Like, this ain't, you know, like, I don't even enjoy this no more. And then your desires begin to change after your mind starts to change. And then after you start desiring that change, now God can do what he wants to do to complete what he was starting. Yeah. So it's like, wow. Yeah, it's just so on. powerful. God like faithful to complete yes. what he's already started. Stop playing. He's faithful to finish. <laughs> yes, okay. He's gonna finish the good work he started in you. Okay. Yes. Wait, <laughs> yes, like for real. That was powerful. Cause it's like you just see God, and it's like we be in dark places and not knowing that God is literally there with us all along. In that moment, it do not feel like you feel alone, like you went through, I feel empty. I, I want to be accepted. And it's like God using people like oh here it's like he put his stuff in your face and it's for like people that you love and then it's like he attached you with your husband and now he designed to do better now it's like oh well I want to do it too you know so now y'all got each other to kind of lean on to pull to pull each other out of that dark place yes. so it's like it's just so powerful and how much God loves us I thank God for my husband for yeah. real because I don't know who got uh, God could have sent somebody else, yeah. but I'm thankful he sent him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said that's my man. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> but like, if if he wouldn't have sent him into my life, I don't know where I would have ended up because yeah. I wanted so bad to do better, but I didn't know how. Like, yeah. and I feel like that happens to a lot of people. A lot of people I talk to who like live in sin and live the lifestyle that I live. Um, they all are like, I want to get out. I don't know how. And it's like, you, some people need somebody to come and mm -hmm. help them out of the pit to tell them, how do I get like, to tell them how to get out of it. Yeah. It's different for people who in it and they want to be, but for somebody who God knows when you really ready to walk out, he going to send somebody to come and help you. Like, you know, says I look to the hills from where my help comes from. My help yes. comes from the Lord. Yes. God uses people to align with his will to come and save you from all of the, the wickedness of this world. Yes. Just got to lean on him and trust on him. But he knows when your heart is ready. Yeah, that is true. Because he not go force it. He mm -hmm. go wait until you ready then. It's, it's go time after there. Because in 2018, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be recording videos, y'all. So I'll be looking back at my videos like, what was I talking about? And in 2018, I made a, a Snapchat and I was talking about like how I failed. Like I, I was, I know I was drunk the night before because I didn't have no voice. 
Um, and I was like, I fell and I fell, I fell hard. And I said, I'm trying to get back up. Like I'm, I'm just talking. I'm like, and I'm trying to get back up. I said, but I have faith. And I said, God gonna help me in his timing. I said, and it's hard, but I'm gonna get through it. This is 2018. God, I didn't get up until 2021. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was <laughs> but he knew. Yeah, he definitely knew. Yes, that's so powerful, y'all. So now that you are in your place of freedom, you know how we be like, okay, well, I'm free from this and life is just flowers all the time, right? And we know that's not, I wish it was possible. That would be so beautiful, but it ain't possible, right? Because we human, we still make mistakes. So now that you are free from addictions, do you ever, like, do you, your mind ever goes to the place where it's like the desire try to creep back in? Like, I want to engage in this or have you had any, I know you did mention you did have like a little slip slip along the way, but how's that like being free from something that you feel like, do it ever try to pull you back Absol in? Absolutely. Um, so <clears throat> I would speak first to, um, just saying like for the falls so for the first fall it was just because i know that the bible says you can drink but don't get drunk but that's not for like you can use scripture and apply it to yourself but sometimes we got to use wisdom too mm -hmm. um if you know that you're an alcoholic it's probably not good for you to drink period yeah um if you know that you battled with something like that the bible says that absolutely and that is true but not for you. <laughs> like yeah. you gotta, you gotta be able to know when to lean on your convictions. Because the Bible also says that for for one person is this, and for one person is that, and both of them are both giving praise to God, or they're both honoring God in whatever decision they choose to make. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta know how to rightfully divide the word of truth, and. So like people always be like, but Jesus turned water into wine. Yes. And if I drink that wine, I'm with the whole bottle. Like, okay. stop, like, stop yeah. talking to me. Like, yeah. leave me alone. And so like, I would use those verses when I wanted to do something. And so in Colorado, I didn't think that, like, I didn't, I was aware that I had an alcohol problem, but I'm like, I'm doing Christ. <laughs> I was gonna go get me a drink and I had one drink and one drink turned into drinking the whole weekend and you know and I was lit I wasn't drunk because I've, I've I've never been drunk again since I stopped drinking but I did get lit and then even like our wedding night I'm like oh you know because Deron didn't have a drinking problem so Deron can drink wine if he wants to yeah he doesn't if for the for the sake of me thank god for my husband but like on our wedding night i'm like my husband could drink so i should be able to drink so we gonna have a glass of wine i was so mad when that bottle was gone because <laughs> i didn't feel nothing <laughs> i was like we need some more <laughs> we need some more because that wasn't enough yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> celebration time okay <laughs> that wasn't enough um and then the biggest fall though was last year um my daughter was probably like six months because she was still being breastfed but she was also eating real food um she actually was probably nine months but I was breastfeeding and so I did research to see like um okay let me start from the beginning first what happened was one day I was reading the bible Satan is a tricky tricky little thing y'all gotta be careful yeah <laughs> um but I was reading the bible and I don't remember what I was reading but something about it made me think I was religious that's where it started then I was doing a podcast and I had a conversation with somebody and I was talking about being religious. Now I've attached this identity to myself that I'm religious. And um, that was where the enemy was able to get in. Mm -hmm. And so like, now I'm like, oh yeah, I, I'm religious. And then it was like, yeah. So why you think you can't drink? And I was like, huh? <laughs> and it was like, and why you think you can't listen to this kind of music? And I was like, Hmm. I don't know. 
But there was only two things. There was only wow. two. It wasn't nothing about nothing else. It was only you can't drink, you can't listen to this kind of music, so you religious. And I'm like, maybe I am religious. And then, you know, I start so I started finding verses that aligned with my thought process. This is this is called wrongfully divided the word of truth. Um and as that's happening, we're getting ready for a trip. I was really grieved. I didn't want to go on a trip because everybody on the trip can drink, but I have a conviction that tells me that I can't drink. That's my conviction. I don't put that conviction on nobody else. That is my conviction. And so I know that everybody's going to be drinking. I don't want to go on a trip. But people don't understand how strong uh, that temptation is for me. Mm. And so people are like, you're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. You know, it's not going to be like that. And Yeah. So we go on this trip. And guess what happens? I drink. And I drink the first night and I feel fine. I'm dancing. I'm having a good time. I'm like, oh, this is fun. We listening to the music and we um listening to some ratchet stuff. And <laughs> like it's not a right. Mind you, I'm on a trip with Christians. Like everybody here is a believer. So I'm like, you know, but they all lived a different lifestyle than me. They all dang near been in church their whole life. I came from the streets. Dad, we is not the same. We ain't on the same level. <laughs> so um yeah, I uh I drank convicted. But I, I was ignoring my conviction. I'm like, no, I'm I'm religious. I'm being religious. I'm being religious. Kept drinking. I'm being religious. Now, mind you, I still breastfeed my daughter. So you're supposed to wait two hours after you have a glass of wine to breastfeed. If God may want to drink something to drink, I will wait two hours. So I'm basically yeah. giving my baby alcohol. And that's that right there should have been a signal. Oh, this is not good. Yeah. But it wasn't because I wanted to drink that bad. Um, and then um we get back home. I'm still being convicted, but I'm ignoring the conviction and brushing it off as I'm religious. And um, now I'm getting to the point where the conviction is becoming too strong. You cannot ignore the Holy Spirit, bro. (laughs) Especially if you tapped in for real. He's not going to shut up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm starting to feel real convicted. So now I'm asking people who I know have been delivered from alcoholism. What do they think about it? And they like, man, I don't, you know, I don't live a crazy. God snatched the taste out of my mouth. I'm like, I wish God had snatched the taste out of my mouth. Right. Um, <laughs> he never snatched the taste. It was this thorn in my flesh. Um, <laughs> and so I'm just like, you know, I'm asking people. Then I'm talking to other Christians. And they like, yeah, because you can't drink it. Da, 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 da. But they don't have the conviction that I have. So I'm talking yeah. to people, but I'm not talking to God about it. Yeah. One day, I'm sitting at my desk, and I could not ignore this conviction anymore. And I sat there, and I said, God, why am I so convicted about this? Am I being religious, or are you trying to tell me something? I feel like God probably was like, finally, Jesus, you finally want to listen to me and stop going to people. And he like, you're convicted. Let it go. And then he starts showing me all the places where it was where wow. I should have known it was wrong. Especially when it came to my daughter and her. I'm basically feeding her alcohol. Like, this is how deep addiction is. And this is how tricky the enemy is. He can really yeah. convince you of something. And he will use scripture to do it. So many people be like, I know God said this because the scriptures say, and it's like every temptation he gave to Jesus, he used scripture. Stop playing. He know the Bible. Bookie. Trust the spirit by the spirit. And, you know, and so that, like, that whole experience was hard. And at that moment, I had to choose to let that go. I had to choose my freedom mm. over 
being a slave to the sin that still lives within me because the reality is I'm going to live with this flesh forever. And I have two choices to be a slave to sin or to choose to be free. And when you're free, now you have the choice to drink or to not drink or to smoke or to not smoke or to be addicted to whatever and not be addicted because you are free in Christ and who the son says free is free. And so I had to make a decision and with that came harder decisions because then I had to start setting boundaries I can't come over there because y'all drinking and I'm gonna want to drink I can't hang out with you because you drink and I'm gonna want to drink and having to explain this to people and have you know without trying to hurt people or make other people because some people some people are believers who can drink and trying to make sure that they not convicted by my convictions or that they don't feel like I'm judging them based on my convictions and having to be honest with them and tell them like I'm mad I told God I'm mad at you because it's not fair that other people get to do stuff and I can't do it that's not fair but what I but what God had to show me was these are the consequences of our own sin God made it to where you can drink and not be drunk yeah. but when you choose to drink all the time and now you've become an alcoholic now you can't drink like that's just the reality of our sins if you were somebody who liked to watch porn uh tim ross is talking about that like his wife can watch rated r movies he can't watch anything rated r because it reminds him of porn and he wants to masturbate like these are just the boundaries that we now have to set up for ourselves for the consequences of our own sin or even sin that was put on us like jossie was saying like her being sexually assaulted because that's what happened to tim ross too and so like there was boundaries that i had to put in place and it hurt it and it still hurts sometimes where i see people hanging out that i really want to hang out with them like family and i'm like I know I can't even be around y'all. It breaks my heart. Like, because I love y'all. Y'all are my people. Y'all have been my people for a long time. And y'all were there for me when I was having a rough time, even though y'all was there drinking and smoking with me and stuff. But, you know, to to know that you, that's how you love me, even because you didn't know anything else, to know that you love me and I love you, but we can't hang out. Like, oh, it's, it's hard. It's difficult. Um, and it's, it's hard to navigate, but with the grace of God, you'll get through it. And the Bible verse that encourages me and all of it is, um, where, when, when, um, Peter said, well, when Jesus said it's hard for, um, a rich man to get into heaven and all of this different stuff. And Peter was like, well, we left everything to follow you, Jesus. And Jesus was like, you know, it like, you if you left this you're like those who left brothers sisters wives mothers fathers houses you're gonna get all of that back now in this time and persecution though he added the persecution in there he said and you'll receive eternal life so everything that's taken away from you comes back even people not those same people may not come back but god will send new people into your life and i'm starting to see that too like god is sending so many people the enemy sending people too it's just a lot of people coming i'm like i'm at the door the pastor say you got the, the door with the internet <laughs> and i got the gatekeepers and we wait we trying to see who trying to get up in here okay um but yeah it's 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 doable and you might cry but it's worth it bro yeah. there's so much peace and freedom that comes with it and the trick of the enemy that i've learned too and i learned this earlier in my walk is he makes slavery look like freedom and freedom look like slavery Mm -hmm. so a lot of people see the way that god operates in the way that he wants us to operate in life and they say that's religion y'all slaves y'all mind control and whole time you drinking smoking partying fornicating (laughs) doing all this stuff and you think you free whole time your mind is in bondage you Mm -hmm. can't even live without doing that stuff you hear people say all the time like i can't live without it do it try it try it i bet you're gonna want it 
bet, I bet you gonna want it. Like, stop playing. God knows all. He's sovereign. He knows everything. Yes. He knows everything. It was something else I wanted to say, mm-hmm. but I forgot. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one. The um, thoughts and the slip ups. The slip ups. You asked me. Oh, well, I guess I did. I said it. <laughs> I, it. I answered it. Yes. Yeah, that was so good, y'all. And at the end of the day, we are Christians, but we're still human. We're not perfect, but God, grace and mercy, child. What would we do without it? <laughs> so it's like, um, it is freeing. It's fulfilling on the inside to walk in freedom. Because when you be free, then you'll realize this stuff was never fulfilling. Like it actually was toxic to my spirit, you know? So once you do break free from that, child, you gonna feel so refreshing, so renewed. And I wanted to say too, like what I when I look back on my addiction, I realized so many things came with it. So like it only started off as like I'm, I'm I had a little drink with my coworkers. Cool. That turned into me drinking all the time, me being sexually assaulted multiple times because what a lot of people don't know uh is that when you drink alcohol there's a part of your brain that helps you make decisions that gets cut off oh wow and now <laughs> you're the part of your brain i think it's called the frontal cortex or worked something it gets cut off though when you drink alcohol and now you wow. can't make decisions properly. So I'm making very dumb decisions. Somebody that sexually assaulted me one time, wow. I seen them again and I was like, and I thought it was a great idea to walk them to their car. Wow. And when I look back and like, when I look back that day, I'm like, even back then, I'm like, what? choose to do that that didn't make sense i walked them to their car i'm super 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 drunk on water street and when i when we get in the car i'm like oh yeah you're gonna drop me back off to my friend no he pulled into a parking lot and um you know things happened and and at the end of it i felt terrible i felt disgusting but it was like i didn't have the the, i wasn't in my right mind i wasn't able to make the decision to say i probably shouldn't go with you you've already done something very weird to me um being not being able to say no or saying no and people not caring or you know I lost everything. I lost my house. I lost my car. I lost, I was staying up with my best friend. I was living on her couch and it had bed bugs. I slept there every night. Mind you, I could have went to my mom's house. I could have went to my mom's house. I didn't want to go there. Um, and when the couch was just too overbearing, I would go sleep on her floor. Like, and the floor was hardwood, y'all. Like, it wasn't no floor with no carpet. It was hardwood floors. Like, being abused and being in an abusive relationship and allowing all of these men to have my body, like, all of these things came with this one thing. Like, all, all, and all the enemy needs is a door. However he can get in, once he in, we take it over. Like, stop. Yeah. We take it We He like, wait, we in here, y'all. Like, stop playing. He called his homies, too. Like, yeah, let's get up in here. Let's mess with her. She already, she broken and all of that stuff. And then the funny thing is, is once he already got you, he can leave you alone. You're going to keep yourself in a circle. I always give this analogy um if you ever seen the movie soul and in the movie soul it's this part man when you watch movies with the holy spirit you just get totally different (laughs) meetings but when you watch this cartoon movie called soul (laughs) and it's this part where uh the little people they go and it's like a place of darkness and they end up in that place of darkness asking themselves the same question and they just spin it around in a circle 
asking themselves the same question. They have this big black glob over them. Yeah. That is what it's like to live in sin. You don't even know it though, yeah. because you're just enjoying it yeah. so much. And it's it, it comes with this lifestyle. And people used to see me and they'd be like, Oh, you oh my god, all you do is smile. Your spirit is so amazing. And I'm like, Y'all don't even know what I'm going through. Y'all don't know I come to this shop from sleeping on somebody's floor and do y'all makeup and make y'all look pretty. And then I go out and I get myself done all cute, hair done, nails done, everything did. <laughs> and broke. Broke on the inside and the outside. Ain't got, ain't got no money. <laughs> Spirit broken. <laughs> Heart broken. Life was just, it's just, it's, it's all a trick. And the enemy is very tricky. And he'll convince you of anything to keep you away from your purpose, your destiny, and the life that God has really called you to, even while you live for God, even while you trust God, even while you're saved. Because I was saved this whole, that whole time. Everything I went through, I was saved. So like, that was like, people always say, I gave my life back to Christ. And I used to say that too. But I stopped saying that because... He had my life the whole time. Yeah. I'm safe. I just was choosing not to live. <laughs> I surrendered that mug. I said, yes. <laughs> you can have, he said, take it off, have it off. I don't want it. I'm releasing now, crying now. You can have it, Jesus. I don't want it. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yes. Okay. Y'all, that was so good. <laughs> Y'all you know, like, I talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you was already encouraging people. Like, <laughs> child, so encouraging. Because we are always close off the episodes with leaving encouraging words for somebody battling addiction. But I feel like you've been encouraging this whole episode. But I do. But got, you might got something. I'm like, I do. <laughs> So for anybody that is currently in addiction, what I want to tell you is you may not know that you're in addiction yeah, and that's okay. Um, and if you are aware that you're in, in, in addiction, you're not alone. You're not weird. Um, people make addiction seem like this like nasty thing, but it's really common. It's more common than yeah. you know. Um, and you are not the only person going through it. And you, there are people that I'm pretty sure you're connected to that have gotten through it. Um, and if you're not connected to anybody, y'all can always reach out to me if you actually want some help. Don't reach out to me and tell me your whole life story and you don't want to do nothing about it. Um, and the whole, the, 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 the truth of the matter is, is once you make a decision to be better, God will meet you right there. Yes. But you have to make that choice. He's never going to force you to do anything. Um, you have to be willing and he'll meet you the rest of the way. Um, and to just know that I'm praying for y'all. God still loves you. He doesn't look at you like you're nasty, disgusting because he knows how he made you and he sees you that way um and even in your brokenness he'll still use you (laughs) (laughs) y'all i would leave y'all with god sees you um even when you feel unseen and you just trying to cope with life and you're trying to avoid the pain and the heartache and the brokenness that you're dealing with sometimes we become addicted to a substance when we don't want to face ourselves and face what we're going through but just know that God see you and you aren't alone um just like Nayana her beautiful testimony like God is probably even pricking you even watching this right now you may even be feeling convicted like wow like somebody can relate and I just feel like that's the start of God just wanted to pierce in your heart until you make up your mind to finally want to be free and just know when you do make up your mind he will not leave you there like he is there just waiting on you to just make that decision and say I want to be better better and it may feel hard and it is going to be hard but just know that he will see you through and he will take 
you as as he is the potter you are the clay so he go take those damaged areas and begin to mold it and shape into this beautiful masterpiece that he have destined you to be <laughs> god you funny masterpiece has been ringing <laughs> wow masterpiece masterpiece so y'all this has been beautiful i thank y'all so much for tuning into broken out revive podcast um you can connect with us through my instagram youtube is broken out revive you can email us at broken out revive at gmail.com nayana and her husband have apparel so you can let them know how to connect with you especially she says she is willing to help you because a lot of us be trying to hide in the darkness bookie come <laughs> out of there come out <laughs> and you will find her at basement nayana moore nayana moore everywhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't got no ministries and none of that stuff i'm just me yes so y'all we just thank you so much for tuning in i hope that it has reached whoever it needed to reach don't forget to like and subscribe and share with a friend or a family member help someone else pull them out that dark place don't allow them to stay there y'all i will i love y'all so much and i will see y'all in the next episode okay i'm so sorry I wanted to encourage somebody who has a family member, loved one, anybody that is battling in, with addiction. I just want to let you know that prayer works mm-hmm. um, and loving on them. A billion people told me to stop drinking. A billion people told me that I drink too much. I do too much. I party too much. I never heard any of those words. It never pierced me, never did nothing never did nothing for me it just made me feel like everybody was judging me and so if you have a family member who is battling addiction love on them yeah because that 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 is just a sign of something else that's going on deep inside of them their heart needs love and if especially if you're a believer bro they need to see the love of god from somewhere yes that's beautiful yes love (laughs) on people don't treat them like nothing don't look down on anyone unless you are picking them up amen yeah so we see you soon bye